are starting at point guard. It's Boiler Down! And at 5'6", weighing in at 125 pounds, LBD! Wow, didn't see that oh, intro that's, coming, that's did really you? really loud. Really loud. Fine lightning. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we enjoyed it. So now we're not. We actually have sound this time. We so. actually do have sound. I have monitors to double check that we have sound. Uh, this is the third take of the new live stream streaming concept. Um, it's only the second take with you and I together. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, glad to do this. Hopefully, we'll sound even better. Uh, we'll see. Yep. We'll see. But. Um, it's been a fun season so far. We talked about this last time in silence. Um, it's been a fun season so far, um, up and down like we thought it would be. A lot of freshmen playing, so that's going to happen. Um, but are there any surprises for you so far? Um, I was just surprised that Edie has scored so well. Like at the start of the season, scoring off the bat with a 20-point game, right? That was – Yeah, and yeah. he missed one game, one shot that game yeah. too, right? Was he 9 for 10 or something or – Something along those lines. Seven for yeah, eight. I think he's in like the top five in the NCAA for field goal percentage, right? Even still, point? yeah. And and that's the thing. The last couple games of he's fallen off. Of course, yeah. Uh, we, it, the physical nature of how he's being played isn't surprising at all. Uh, but um, I think he'll I think he'll get better as he learns to deal with the officiating, the the brand of play, the fact that there are guys that are as strong as him on the court. I mean, it's easy to, to play a, you know, was it Liberty they were playing yeah, the first Liberty. game? The six foot seven, six foot eight type of guys. And now he's playing guys that are 6'10 to 7 feet. Um, and they're being instructed just to go beat on him, you know. And so he's having, if you watch him away from the ball, he's doing a really good job getting position. I think that's maybe his best skill so far. Um, but he's not finishing as strong at the basket. I think he's trying to figure out how to be strong in his positioning uh, and, and not draw the flagrant fouls mm -hmm. right and in the kind of feeling out game he's going through he's he's losing some of his oomph there um because yep. he's trying to keep his elbows down keep him in check any other surprise other than than ed i agree i think that's the biggest surprise anything else i mean not really that surprising but newman looks really good um gillis is back after like a thousand days yep. at the start of the season yep. he hadn't played the thing that surprised me both uh, uh, Gillis and Newman is since they were both both redshirted, it's it's kind of hard to believe how impactful they are to me. Yep. Um, and we heard all these rumors about why they weren't playing. I mean, I don't doubt it was a good decision to redshirt either of them, and especially since last year is kind of the season that never was. But at the same time, I mean, would they have made a <laughs> made a difference in four or five games? Maybe, maybe I don't know. I mean, that 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 team last year seemed to. Not have a lot of things this year's team had, meaning the cohesiveness and the kind of the ability to play together, which is one of the things I like best. But, um, but uh, yeah, let me, let me before we go any further, I want to mention our sponsors. I want to mention MartinVintage.com. They've got the uh, Old Oak and Bucket T-shirt honoring the game that that uh, we can't go to, couldn't watch us this year. Um, nice looking shirt, great looking shirt actually. Um, it's that soft. Uh, I think it's a it's a blend shirt. Uh, but uh, if you like Martin Vintage stuff, you won't be disappointed here. Next up, uh, of course, eataj's.com. If you're if you're in town, I know nobody's there other than the people that actually live in Lafayette. Maybe there are a couple people just subletting or whatever, staying away from family. But if you're in God's country, eataj's.com. Order online. You can also still dine in. I think they're open. And finally, uh, Gridiron Metalworks, who 
They, they just make fantastic stuff. Um, high tech. High, high tech laser. They're laser cutting things. Laser. Uh, but uh, the uh, their stuff's awesome. I mean, we use we use uh, Gridiron Metalworks uh, great, of yep. course, uh, or Grill great. Um, and I can tell you everything's delicious. <laughs> Come on, that's like. I'm just, I know what I'm doing. It's almost like he cooks your food, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a little biased, too. But, um, yeah, gridironmetalworks.com. They're great. Um, They're great. (laughs) G-R-A-T-E. That's a bad pun. Anyway, so uh, in case you don't know, um, uh, LBD is a freshman at Fisher's High School. Uh, He's a cross-country runner. He's going to run track. um, But uh, big boilerplate anyway, and um, been effectively brainwashed by – Myself and your grandpa and your uncles and I don't know if your mom even is responsible, but I, I apologize over and over for for the world of hell you have to live in. But let's talk a bit about the thing we were going to talk about, which is the starting five right now, right? Yeah. I mean, um, when you look at this group, uh, there's some obvious guys that jump out right away, and mm-hmm. uh, ironically, one of the most obvious starters is a guy who didn't start for a couple games, and maybe he's the most obvious obvious starter right now. Wouldn't you agree? Yep. Who is that guy? Uh, Travion Williams. He's been playing so well the last couple games. He's averaging 14 points and just under 10 rebounds a game. Uh, he looks like an all-conference type of player. A couple games ago, he had uh, nearly his career high in points. He played uh, like he did versus yeah. the Michigan the Michigan game yeah. last year. He got 36 and 20. <laughs> that was ridiculous. And I think he'll do it again this year. I think. I th- I think he could get a triple double this year in assists and. Well, I mean, that would be nice. So right now he is he is averaging fourteen nine point eight as you just said, I believe. Yeah. But that nine point eight, um, I mean, he's gonna. He, I think he'll be averaging. I think he'll be averaging ten boards. Hopefully. Um, and the big thing is when that guy sets his jaw, when he is serious, there are very few people that can stop him. Yeah. You know, he looks like a different guy. I noticed it like two games ago when he came off the bench. Um, he was driving left to right. Remember that fast break? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that looks like a different person. Yeah. He's leaner. He's faster. He looks very good. When he's not being too cute, although his control is pretty awesome. I call him the dancing berries yeah. a little bit. Like Fun uh, fact, yeah. uh, he runs a 539 mile. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty amazing, especially for a guy who came on the campus as a bigger gentleman, right? Um, next, the, the other guy that, of course, should be starting, Eric Hunter. Played great this year. Um, he's doing about everything well, but he he looks like he's getting into rhythm after the injury. He's starting to play like we think he's capable. Yep. Um, he's got uh, he's averaging 14 points, nearly four assists a game. He's had a little bit of problem turning the ball over from time to time. Yep. The thing I really like watching him is the um, his. I, I feel like we're reviewing ourselves since we already <laughs> did this, but his his ability to defend the passing lanes is huge. Yeah. It changes the game up top for the other guards. Um, it makes it harder for everybody. Um, he's he's just been very very good. Last game he held Notre Dame's leading scorer, who was averaging 19 points per game, I think, yeah. uh, to no points. Yeah, and he 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 was guarding him most of the game yeah. too. They threw other guys at him, but it was Hunter more than anybody yeah. else. So that's a big deal. Um, the third really obvious starter, of course, is Sasha. Sasha is um, he's playing great. The biggest thing, of course, is his three point shooting, which 52 percent on the season. Uh, he's lighting it up flat yep. out he's hitting just as many on the road i think he was averaging 51 percent on the road yeah and that counts neutral courts too yep yep um but 52 percent on the season is excellent and then uh i mean he is uh where am i finding this um he's been super consistent um he's he's making all the difficult plays on defense um he's 
he, he makes excellent passes too. He's yeah. probably the best entry passer on the team, getting the ball to Edie or Trey. Um, 12 and a half points, two rebounds, three assists a game. Um, I don't think anybody would argue with those three. It gets a little harder with the other two, obviously. And these are the guys that I'd said, okay, at different times this year, you had Edie start um, just to probably give Trey a, a shot in the arm, yeah. and it worked. So you have Edie, um, you've had Wheeler start, and Jaden Ivey, I think, deserves a look because yeah. he's starting to play like his, he's touted, right? Why do you like, what do you like about Ivey when you watch him play? Well, uh, Ivy's good athlete. Uh, he just looks like a good player out of high school. Um, good build, yeah, right, good right build. away. I mean, this is the thing. These these guys. It's pretty neat to see a guy come in as a true freshman and been put together like that. He can take yeah. contact. He's more of a scorer. Um, and some of the players have said this too. More of a scorer than a shooter. Obviously, can create. Yeah, really good at we've finishing. We've seen flashes of that during the last couple games. Yeah, and he's doing better at absorbing contact. Um, uh, I think he's going to get better and better as his – it's, again, Hunter and he both having to deal with the injuries. It's it's hurt their growth a little bit. It's hurt their season. But I think it's a really good thing for the team because a bunch of different guys got to play. Yep. So, when you, so when you look at these other two guys, I, my next guy, of course, uh, Brandon Newman. Uh, Newman is averaging nine points, uh, three boards, and two assists. Yeah. And the thing that I like about him, I think he's just stone cold, right? He wants to take big shots. It, it is clear he's got a deadpan look on his face all the time. He is a scorer. Um, he's got a little um, – uh, he's, got, he's got some moxie about him, right? I, he yeah. wants to take the shot, and he takes good shots, and he can create. That, that well-rounded uh, player. That redshirt year did a lot of good for him, it sounds like. It, it, it seems like it did, but like we said in the first take of this um, – who, who knows how much of a difference he would have made last year. Because, yeah. man, he's – I watched him play in high school. This looks like the same guy that was in high school. He's really, really solid player. Finally, so the fifth player in the starting five, this is the one that's under contention for a lot of people, yep. right? We saw Wheeler starting earlier in the season. But I think it's very clear Mason Gillis should be starting right now. Yep. Um, Gillis is freshman player of the week this week, um, and he is always around the ball, right? Yep. Um, Hardworking like a – a rich man's Grady Eifert. A rich man's Grady. I see. I, I think Grady Eifert. By the time he graduated, right now, if you had Grady Eifert and Gillis play one on one, I think Gillis would struggle with Eifert. Yeah. Because of the man strength, right? Um, Eifert's a big dude, big strong guy. Gillis is a big strong guy, but Gillis, I think, is two three inches shorter than Eifert. I wouldn't think that Eifert would want any part of Gillis. Maybe at the end of the season or next year, though. I think Gillis is so much more skilled than Eifert. Yeah, lots of upside. Yeah, his upside's much bigger. Uh, so what I'm saying is uh, I'm not taking anything away from Eifert, but I think that the comparison is fair because Gillis scraps for the ball. Mm -hmm. He frustrates the hell out of the defense. He's very good on the glass. He yep. attacks the glass. Last uh, game, almost getting double-double. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. And and he's he's starting to shoot the three well. Painter said this uh, in his weekly conference. He said, he said, this guy can shoot it, so it's good to see the, the, the shot falling. And he said, you know, the more he shoots, the more he makes, the more he'll – feel like shooting it and I, it sounds like painter doesn't have any qualms about allowing him to shoot it because what he's seen in practice which is really good some other guys you know you look at the uh, the rest of the 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 lineup of course Edie, you know we said he was averaging 11.3 points a game um i think Edie is going to continue to get better and better i love the fact that he's got brandon brantley teaching him how to do it because we have so many examples of how good brantley is at, at creating big men making them better than they were when they came in and he's pretty damn good right out of the shoot. Ivy, um, uh, you know, we talked about him. Wheeler is the guy that I think has been most frustrating for me to watch this year. 
um, his mysteries. Yeah, that's really tough because, I mean, like every game, he's getting open looks too, and they're not falling. Um, the thing I loved, I, I can't remember which game, I think it was the second or third game of the season where he had two or three sh uh, blocked shots, and when he was going after the boards, you know, yeah, he's I got think, great I think length. he's had at least two blocks in multiple games this season. Yeah, yeah. And um, if he'll, if he'll kind of dedicate himself to that part of the game, I think he could be a really, really tough guy to keep off the court, you know. Yep. If he could kind of fashion his um, – the way he's thinking after Gillis, right? Okay, I'm going to be in the lane. I'm going to attack the glass. I'm going to defend guys. And then maybe every now and again shoot a three yep. versus looking to shoot the three three or four times a game, you know. I, uh, I'm not saying he shouldn't shoot it. I'm just saying, man, uh, he's not the shooter that, that we thought he'd be or that he thought he'd be at this point in his career. Isaiah Thompson has been good, um, but uh, you know his his size creates some problems for him. It's not just his lack of height; it's his lack of uh, width too, yeah, right? I mean, PJ was was a stronger guy. Listed at six one one sixty, very thin. He's very thin. He's very thin. And finally, Ethan Morton, who um, lightest player on the team. Yeah, Ethan Morton is has got great length. He's a good ball handler, um, but. There's just so many minutes. When Eric Hunter's playing like he did last game, like I said on Twitter, yeah. there's just so many minutes. Um, and I think Morton was, is not getting punished or anything like that. I think he might be uh, taught a lesson by Painter, but I'm not so sure that uh, this mm -hmm. is a bad thing for him. Um, he's he's a. If you guys don't believe that Ethan Morton's great, you either haven't watched his high school film or just haven't been paying attention because he's shown a little bit of it at times. Yeah. Um, what happened in a state championship game at the end of the game? Well, he was the guy that takes yeah. the shot, right? I mean, and he's a winner. Yeah. He's a winner. And he did it over and over his senior year. I'm not saying it always translates from high school to college, but that guy looks for shots. He wants to take the shots. That same mentality we were talking about when, with Newman, Morton has it. Um, but he is still coming off of mono. This, this, I don't think that can be discounted. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but, but I really like Ethan Morton. I'm a big fan of his. I think he can be great. Um, you have any other thoughts before we close out? Uh, nope. Okay. Uh, I can just look at chat to see if anyone said anything. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's see if we got any questions here over on Twitter. Uh, I think we got a couple here. Um, da, da, da. Purdue's conference record prediction. How many more flagrant ones does Edie get the rest of the way? Um, I got to tell you, I can't. I can't make an educated um, call on their conference record. My my gut says they're going to be just because I, I have to go through and look at it. I'm sorry, Chris. It was Chris Manfred, quite the Manfred, uh, the Twitter handle. But if I were going to make a, a kind of a prediction of where I think they're going to be based on that, how they're playing now, I think they're edging up into that. They're playing like a team that could be fourth to sixth in the league right yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to say fifth. So, yeah. And I think that's a pretty good place to be for this team. I think they're going to have some pretty low points this year where they'll just play poorly. But I also think they're going to have very, very good games where yeah. they'll blow the doors off teams. Yeah, we got to have the freshmen play well because if they don't play well uh, – Similar to that Valpo game where they won by a little bit, um, it won't go very well. No doubt, no doubt. I think the the, the freshmen are, are extremely important. I called uh, Gillis the straw that uh, stirs the drink for this Purdue team, and he's one of those freshmen. When he's yeah. not playing well, they're in big trouble because he does those things that are kind of the the things that don't matter. If you can't, if you're not scoring, if you're cold, you know you can still grind out on people and. Uh, really go get the hard boards and, and make great defensive plays. I think we had another question in here. Um, this is from uh, J-Dog and Indy. Um, do you think the AD is concerned about putting all the money into Jeff Brom's extension, or is there a chance that the team can set things back into motion with him as coach? You can you can give your first answer. Uh, um, I got a chance to say. 
Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I think, okay? I am not ready to give up on Jeff Brom, but I can tell you that uh, I had uh, your uncle um, said that the leverage has definitely shifted. Yeah. Um, Brom had a ton of leverage two years ago um, when Louisville and then Tennessee, or Tennessee then Louisville came calling. Obviously, it looked like Brom was one of the hottest coaches. And let's remember, that's after two six-win conference seasons with Daryl Hazel's guys. So now with his guys installed, and I am very aware of the situation. I know a lot of people on Twitter think I'm too sunshiny and happy. I'm very aware that this was not a good season. This is a very, very bad, very disappointing season. Um, so I don't, I don't know if there's any regret at this point. A lot of people look at that question, does, does Babinski regret um, signing the way he did? I don't, think, I don't think he does. I don't think he works that way. I think he – Thought it was a good decision, and Brom's a good coach. I think he is bothered and upset that they played this way this year. And they had, they said Brom and Bobinski had a, a long meeting, talked about there needs to be action taken to redirect the program and get them back to where they need to be. And I would say, <clears throat> I don't think Coach gives a damn about what I think, but I would say if I were Jeff Brom, I would look back on what made me great and why I'm in the position I am right now, meaning the play calling the kind of fun nature of football. It seems to me that he thought that since he had better, you know, uh, talent, a better baseline in there with his guys, that he could now kind of change the identity of the program and become more of a team that could beat teams defensively, slow the game down, not have defense keep getting on because the offense is scoring so quickly. But that's really not what defines him as a coach. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, but uh, – one other thing, um, and I know you, you said you didn't really want to speak about this, uh, but I, I'd like to address the uh, defensive coordinator situation. Mm -hmm. On, I mean, everybody talks about who they'd like to see. I mean, if I had an ideal and I could, I could, um, if I could get anybody that I wanted to, it would obviously be Marcus Freeman, um, who was the um, who was an uh, you know a Purdue coordinator. Oh, there's there's a yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah. Our pal Jared said audio is working. Jared, thanks for tuning in. Um, <coughs> what was that? Oh. Uh, two, two questions. So. Okay, shoot. Go ahead. You can read them off. So, uh, Vortech4253 says, do you think Morden is still recovering from mono? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, I, mono's really, really tough. If you, so, I don't know anything about who you are, Vortech4253, um, but if you remember, Dakota Mathias had mono, and it took him a while to, to get right. And he yeah. was – he had it about the same position before the season. He was, um, I don't want to say weak, but he was he was depleted for a long time trying to catch up physically. Uh, so so that's a good question, but I, I definitely think that's still affecting him. Um, so, okay, good question. Uh, Jared Galmas, looking at the rest of the year, who gets more minutes, Ivy or Thompson, yeah. the rest of the year? I think there's a fairly obvious uh, answer. What do you think? Yeah, I think that Ivy should get more minutes for the rest of the year because uh, he's just been – he looks good. Yeah. For yeah, and he, I yeah. think I think the, the big thing is when, when Thompson's really playing well, it's predicated on his three-point shot, mm -hmm. right? He hasn't been shooting really well the last couple yeah, games. He's in kind of a slump. He's in a bit of a slump, and he's, and he's in almost an invisibility slump, meaning I, I don't notice him in the game very much, which yeah. is better than when – you know, we had a game um, – I can't remember who it was. Was it the Clemson game where he kept getting ripped when they were pressuring him? think so and that was kind of dealing with his physicality and him dealing with pressure was tough um 
but um, I just think Ivy is more of a Big Ten type body. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I really think those two guys, uh, they're not going to take minutes from one another. I don't think Ivy's going to run the point. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure. So it really, Newman and Ivy are kind of filling a, a, a similar role. Yep. Um, and that's a tough place for Ivy to be in because Newman has absolutely earned the playing time, I think, in here as well. Yep. So um, I think that's all on the questions, Twitter and uh, yeah, Twitter and YouTube. We appreciate it. Thanks for everybody tuning in and asking the question. I kind of cut myself off regarding the defensive coordinator. I don't think anybody knows. That's one thing. Uh, Golden Black had a different list than I did when um, when I got on Twitter right after it was announced that there was a firing. Um, I, I mean, I, I still, and this is the first time, I think it's the first time I've said it really publicly and outright, I still would love to see Brock Speck getting the phone call. Yeah. I've said it a lot. I've joked around and on Twitter. And he would get double his compensation from his Illinois State job. But the question is, does he still have any ill will towards Purdue? Everybody asks that question. I think that goes back to Morgan Burke. Uh, rest in peace, Morgan. But the but the big thing is, I um, I think that I don't think he has the ill will towards Purdue. But I don't know if I were he if I'd want to uh, play poker with the good thing I've got at Illinois State either for um, who knows how long a defensive coordinator legend there. Yeah, he's. I mean, they went to the final eight or final four in you know in Division yeah. One AA or. What's it called? The uh, championship subdivision? Yeah. I, I cannot remember the name. I, I don't know, but I think it's FCS, right? FCS, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I don't think he'd come to Purdue. That's my point of it. Um, uh, what is it? Who's the freshman of the year? Freshman of the year right now, uh, shoot. For football. For football? Yeah, for football. I don't know. I, I gotta, this, that's a hard question. Do you have, you have any answers there? Um... I don't know because most of the impact players were. Yeah, they, it's a weird year, Jared, because um, Purdue didn't really have that that freshman that jumped off the page this year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I would say if you're it's uh, if you're saying true freshman, um, they they had a couple offensive linemen that actually yeah. got on the field. So uh, Hartwig is that um, uh, Gus Hartwig? Yeah, Gus Hartwig. I would probably say he's probably my my freshman. If you're saying true freshman, that's my guy. Um, but I don't, I don't know. It's it's a it's a tougher year. Obviously, there's no David Bell or Rondell Moore on this team, <laughs> um, and those guys are really easy. It's easy to make that decision. So, um, yeah, um, I I can't I can't look into the future, Jared. So I can't I can't make a call for next year. But um, what about just impact players from this recruiting class this year? I from the one that's coming in right yep. now. Uh, that's that's a good question. I I think that um, and I don't know how to pronounce his name. Mabo. Uh, Marcus Mabau. Yeah, Mabau is. Um, I think he's going to play right away. I think the offensive line needs another big body. He's 306 pounds, 310 yeah. pounds. He's big. He's six foot six, six foot if seven. You, if you haven't looked at this basketball highlights on Twitter, I, I highly suggest it. It's very entertaining to see a guy that big coming at you. It'd be terrifying. Um, I also think, of course, uh, Yanni Karloftis will be an impact player. Um, I don't think he'll be more impact, uh, impactful than Mabau. Um, and um, who's the defensive back from Louisiana? I also think he can. Uh, Grigsby. Grigsby. Javon, Javon, Javon Grigsby. Grigsby. So they're, they're my two, my three candidates that I think could could uh, make an impact right away. And I think there's need in all those places. Because, um, yeah, I think there's – I don't think we're done shuffling personnel either. That's the other thing. I think there might be another transfer. I think there's going to be – 
multiple transfers coming in, and we're going to know that soon. So yeah. I think everybody should stay tuned and not make any judgment calls yet on what's happening with recruiting and fulfilling of the roster because a lot of changes are coming. So thanks, to everybody, for tuning in. Um, like I said, um, uh, two or three or ten times tonight as I try and Merry Christmas to you. Uh, God bless you. Hammer down. And uh, once again, thanks for being patient with us as we figure yeah. this out. We might do this again. Who knows? Yeah. Mom, yeah. thanks for watching. <laughs>